0: Now your host, Marguerite Crispillo.
1: All right, everybody. This is Marguerite Crispillo, and welcome very much to Real Estate Real World. We're doing it a little bit different today. You might be listening to it on audio, but we're also on video, so we might have some fun and post this on YouTube. We're just starting to use YouTube. We're kind of, we've been kind of lazy about that. So. so today I have the very handsome as self-proclaimed here, and of course he is. Uh, George, how do you say your last name? Cuevas. 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 And so here's his bio. A total tech geek who also happens to be very handsome. Combine these two facts and you now have the biggest, baddest real estate marketing Mexican north of the Rio Grande. (laughs) (laughs) If that wasn't enough, he's a speaker, author, blogger, podcaster, real estate photographer, and videographer, and totally mysterious. We're going to hear some of that mystery today. He loves spending time with Chloe, Marco, and Amelia. Those are your nieces and nephews, right? Right. And traveling the country drinking margaritas, which happens to be my favorite drink because, you know, my name is Marguerite, so I have (laughs) to drink margaritas. And sharing everything that you know about marketing. Welcome to the show. Thank
2: you for having me. This is very cool. You bet. I, I love it.
1: So tell me a little bit about your background, other than you like margaritas. And I've got – I don't have a cocktail, but you have a beer. I do
2: have a Dosaki, so, so I'll drink for both of
1: us. Yeah, he's got a beer, and I got iced tea here, so I, it's too early. Where are you located? I'm in Chicago. Oh, so you got a couple hours on me, so it's yeah. noon there. Yeah,
2: so so today, actually, I I only had one appointment this morning. I kind of left the rest of my afternoon free for this interview. So, um, after this interview, I do have some work to do, but um, I, just, I was waiting. <laughs> I, I didn't want to start anything before the interview, so I kind of just was sitting here, and I just and I work out of my house, so I just popped open <laughs> a beer.
1: That's fantastic. Well, tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us. You, you know,
2: it, it's it's really simple. Um, I was a I've been in real estate for twenty some years. I've uh, I started doing real estate out of college. I was an assistant project manager for a home builder in St. Louis, and that's how I got my start. I uh, built houses during the week and then sold those houses in a sales trailer on the weekends, and um, that's how I got my start. Um, I did a couple ins and outs to real estate uh, throughout the years. I was in the army. Uh, you know i, I uh, joined in uh, when i was thirty three years old <laughs> to, for a, for a vacation from um, from the game and then um I got back into real estate when I came back home uh the market was just about to turn it was uh two thousand and eight and my brother was a real estate or is a real estate also uh, agent also and he was um, he was seeing some changes happen in the marketplace um Everybody was seeing something, but no one knew what was going to happen. Then September 2008, uh, President Bush at that time announced that they were going to do this large, omnibus $700 billion bailout bill for all the banks. And um, the real estate market crashed. Uh, you know, in the Actually, the two years from that moment after that, the real estate market just crashed and prices dropped. So um, at the time, we were trying to figure out if we were going to start another business because I had just come home fresh from the Army. And I was ready to get back to work again. And um, and that, for me, that was like a vacation. And uh, uh, we got into short sales. And that's kind of like the direction we chose. And we learned we didn't know anything about short sales at the beginning. We learned everything we could possibly learn about short sales. And we became great at it. And we built a team around it. And we executed quite a few deals, and, like any real estate agent, once they get good at something there's a tendency to want to go talk about it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and maybe write a book and make some CDs and try to sell that information <laughs> so we, we, we kind of found ourselves in the whole information guru world, but we weren 't really gurus we just were at the, at the beginning we just were sharing that information, and then um, that kind of got us introduced into the whole world of like marketing and doing uh, events and uh, providing information and training agents and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I still practice real estate up until a couple years ago. And there was um, uh, I had a blessing sort of happen. Uh, my brother, who was my partner at the time, he bought an exit realty franchise and he kind of we did a short sale event in Las Vegas and I ended up kind of staying like another week or two. After the event, because <laughs> I was having too much fun. Uh, in, <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> in Vegas. In Vegas.
1: Isn't it what happens in yeah. Vegas? Stays in Vegas. Yeah, Apparently yeah, you
2: stay. Yeah, I ended up staying, and there was like a really nice Coldwell Baker agent. I hung out with for a couple of weeks there. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we, um, uh, and then I came back, and my brother tells me he bought a real estate franchise. I'm like, whoa. You know, uh, we were uh, we had an independent shop at the time. Um, we were, you know, what you would call a mom and pop shop. We had about 20 agents. And we were very happy and content like that. I was happy and content like that. But he bought an exit franchise and so I was a team player at the time. We, you know, got into it. And um, I'm not knocking getting exit or anything like that. It's just that I did I felt it wasn't a fit for us. And I didn't see why we were gonna pay a portion of our profits to a company in another country and you know, all this kind of stuff. So I um uh I made a decision to say I'm gonna leave and um but i i I didn't uh i was a managing broker and i kind of pulled myself out slowly and i it was hard for me to envision being in real estate without my brother being my partner so i knew i could i wanted to stay in real estate the marketing thing was something at the time that we were trying to figure out we knew everything was switching online this is go back now this is 2010 2011 2012 uh, we know we're seeing, we're seeing Zillow and truly become something where we know Facebook is becoming something. We know we got to be making videos and we we're making videos and we didn't know what, can I swear in a pad or I, okay. <laughs> I, didn't know what, we didn't know what the <laughs> fuck we were doing. We, we honestly didn't know. So we were, we were trying to learn videos. So we're trying to do all this online stuff. We see the business changing online. And I just got into like, um, I took this at a time where I, I, I wanted to learn it. So, um, I decided like while I was going to be managing a broker, I kind of pulled back from selling and I uh, started to go to every event I could. I went to tech events, realtor marketing events, uh, anything marketing-wise I could find. And I spent several months trying to attend everything. And at the end, I saw a lot of crap out there. I saw a lot of gurus that were either selling software or ebooks or information they were selling coaching programs, and what they were really good at, and I learned this from our days in the short sale world, when we were doing short sales, we had no idea, again, what we were doing. We, we, we actually had large 300, 500-person events and had no idea how to organize them or anything like that. <laughs> we just said, we we're going to give you all this stuff about short sales and training about short sales for free for like a weekend but really no business goal in mind. We just love doing it. (laughs) And then we, um, uh, but then as you do that, you meet all the gurus in the space and everything else. And it's a, it's a very small world. All the, all the real estate marketing gurus, it's a very small world and they all know each other and stuff. And I, uh, I, that's how we kind of you know, we saw what was happening with all this stuff, and uh, we wanted to learn it. And as I got out there, I didn't see anything I liked. So then I made a decision that if I wasn't going to be working with my brother, I said I'm going to figure this out because I can't be the. You know, I knew I knew I wasn't the only person that had these questions, yeah. and um, and I knew other agents had those questions, and I knew that if the agents, everyone I knew needed help, I knew there was more agents out there that wanted to figure this stuff out. So exactly. I, uh, I moved into my mom's basement and I spent
1: <laughs> – sp- Do you still live there? No, I
2: don't live there, but I oh,
1: okay. I'm in
2: my own basement right now where I'm recording this. <laughs> we don't have basements
1: out
2: yeah, here you in California. Them. We got them. And, they, and, and that's where um, I, I, I became a total hermit crab and I just studied. Uh, I practiced. Uh, I used the office that my brother bought, which I wasn't happy about, but it gave me a laboratory, So I like to say. And I used that. I had about 10 agents there who were willing to let me experiment with them. And I took their listings, I took their social uh, way we ran their social media, and we just experimented for about a year and a half. We ran uh, lots of experience, we tried things, some things worked, some things failed. And at the end, we can't we develop what I teach today, and that is um, I, I teach online marketing for real estate. So when it comes That's to when it comes to developing an online presence, when it comes to listing a, mar- a, a marketing a listing online, when it comes to using social media and what I believe is the right way for real estate agents, all these things is are, are what I cr- what we're born out of that year uh, year and a half of um, of practicing and turn that office into my little laboratory. Um, as soon as I, as soon as I, I got done with the experiments and I felt like I had good content and good information that we could share that with other uh, agents, then we started uh, producing eBooks. My agent redefined That's when I started blogging and um, making videos, blogging, and the, uh, and then I started going around uh, talking about this to anyone who wanted to hear about it. And
1: well, a, a couple things, first of all, thank you for your service. I mm. always appreciate that. Mm. And cheers to you. Uh, what do you think? So you have what's called agent redefined, right? Mm-hmm. So explain that a little bit to me. Like I think that there's a lot of changes going on with social media, and yeah. everyone talks, talks, talks about social media. But what do you think is really some of the key stuff that I guess that what I'm looking for is really one great takeaway that agents may be able to use.
2: There's there's nothing tech about social media. And, okay, great. So like, I love that. And so like the, the key to social media is uh, is actually the same principles that are enshrined in all sales, not just real estate. And that is that sales is not about selling. Sales is actually about helping and actually being so true. right and it's actually about being of service to the people that you want to do business with. So usually when we talk about social media, I always bring it back old school and we go back to the teachings of Zig Ziglar. And, or, or like right now, like Bob Berg is a guy I'm really digging right now. Cause of what, he,
1: Oh, he, I love him too. I did a podcast with him. Did you, I, did a, um, God, I did. I, I did. I did a podcast. You got to go look for I it. It was about a year or so ago. Cause we did it on his book, the go giver, oh, which is one of my favorite books. I love, I, he's an amazing yeah. guy. Just so you know, he is such a great guy. Like I, I got, I was on his marketing list somehow. And so I just one day was feeling, cocky. And I responded to his email. I said, Hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast. He responded in like five minutes. He goes, okay, when? And he was, his, it's one of my favorite podcasts. You have to listen to
2: uh, it. I, I will definitely find it. I am grooving on Bob Berg right now because I, Yeah. I, he's I, a great I, guy. I finished the Go-Giver and what was so cool about that book and what I've been following from him is that I've been kind of doing that already. But when you hear someone else teach it and stuff like that, there's so many people that teach all the stuff the right way. Um, it sort of, uh, reinforces what you're doing and how you're running your business and everything like that. And, um, so when it comes to social media, there's no tricks. Uh, I always okay. like to tell, I'll tell a group of agents. There's no there. Anytime you get a freaking guru say that they got a secret sauce, or some kind of like ninja tactic, or some other bullshit like that. Okay, about you know exactly. a marketing secret. There are no marketing secrets. Good marketing is just good communications. And so when it comes to social media marketing, it's not about the technology. Facebook is not about technology. People don't go there because it's like this cool interactive place where
1: yeah, they that's share so pictures
2: and videos and Facebook Live and all this stuff. The reason why people go back to Facebook is because there's value in there. There's a human element to Facebook. There's a personal element there. So we go there for that, for connection. That's what, As human beings, we all strive for that. We love that. Um, I was in San Diego like two weeks ago. And, um, while we're in San Diego, I'm, uh, we're walking, we're in the gas lamp and we're just like, we're just, <laughs> we're literally just drinking beer, stopping <laughs> at taco <laughs> anywhere. We, like we find fish tacos cause I just <laughs> love fish tacos and we're just hanging out. It's like a, t- I went to the social media marketing examiner conference down there. So it's like a day oh, after my, yeah. my girlfriend flew down afterward and then we just made a vacation out of it. And, um, I see a dude on the corner that's got a white socks hat on. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a white Sox fan. I'm a Southsider from Chicago. So I see this guy there. He's on the corner. It's like holy shit! It's like, what's up, man? Wait, so I'm from Chicago too. I don't know this guy from anywhere, but because I'm in a different place other than Chicago, outside of my outside of where I live, and I see somebody else that's from Chicago, then our a there's a, we feel a connection because we're both. We you know obviously he's from Chicago. If he's wearing that kind of hat. So I go out to him, and he, he ends up being this dude that owns this huge hot dog company called Partillos which is like this ginormous empire of hot dogs. And he ends up being the guy, one of the owners or sons or whatever like that. So we made a connection in San Diego, and that happened over and over again. Uh, we talked to tons of people. We're being totally social, and we met people from the Midwest, people from Chicago, and it was all about connection, and we wow. felt something there. And Facebook is just about that. There's nothing techie about it. Uh, Ted Rubin's another guy I like to follow, and Ted Rubin has a thing about it where he says – Social media marketing and learning how to communicate online is all about learning how to communicate digitally. So
1: so let me ask you this question. Here's kind of a question I have for you is – I get this question all the time. Agents want to know: Should I have a Facebook business page yeah. or a personal page? Yeah. And I know my personal philosophy on it, but I want to hear yours. Well,
2: there, there's. It's, it depends on your strategy and what you're trying to accomplish. Your Facebook personal profile is your online database. That is, those are all your first and second and some third degree connections. So, in a Gary Keller millionaire real estate agent next door type of fashion those are that is your online database and so when we communicate on Facebook Using your personal profile, you are completely give, 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 then maybe you can ask. But it's all about sharing experiences. It's all about storytelling. It's about sharing what the life of, of being a real estate agent and a human being is all about. So you're, you're, you're mixing the worlds of, of your personal life and your real estate life. It's not the place where you're going to make a sale, but it is a place where the conversation is going to start so that a sale will progress after that. So your personal profile is your online database.
1: But it seems to me like if I want to get to know you, I'm not going to go to your business page. I'm going to go to your personal page, right? Okay. So then how does an agent use that for business?
2: Well, okay, so now okay, it's all about strategy. So first your personal your personal profile on Facebook is your online database. The strategy there is all about database management database marketing this is okay. old school shit this is the gary this is exactly what gary keller teaches so that is the most powerful weapon that a real estate agent has that is their spear of influence and their database you know it's like okay. both it's really kind of both but it's 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 that that that, that is where all your leads predominantly are going to come from that is there's nothing more stronger than that in the long run for an agent. Every every one of the best agents out there that is doing some kind of killer numbers has intact some type of a database marketing system. They're all a little bit different. They use different CRMs. They, do, they have different ways to connect with them, but they have something like that. It's, it is a, it's Database marketing is what keeps the phone ringing. That's what keeps emails coming in. Uh, people that say, hey, I'm thinking about listing my house. That's a that's database marketing with someone you haven't spoken to to for three years or five years or a customer you sold a house to five years ago that you know recommends you to their sister their brother their son whatever, then that's your personal profile your personal profile is one okay. piece of that. Now the fan page is all about co lead marketing. The there there and this is something Gary Vaynerchuk says another guy I follow.
1: Oh I love Gary V so, he, he he just did a. Um webinar with lab coats yesterday. So I don't know if you're on awesome. Facebook.
2: Group, but yeah. I think they kicked me out of there.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. <uh-oh. laughs>
2: I got kicked out of lab coat and I got kicked out of, uh, there's another one out there. Real estate happy hour. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> How did you get kicked out of real estate happy hour when you got a beer right they, now? How did you get kicked out of there? They,
2: they posted a product. They actually asked me if I wanted to come back in, but mm-hmm. there was a product that got posted for like a video thing. When it comes to video, I have strong opinions. Because I, I want every, re- and I don't, I don't want to fucking make your video. But I right. want every real estate agent to learn on their own how to make their own videos or how to, exactly. or how to figure that out. Because I, I believe video is a, such a powerful platform. And by not doing it, you're actually holding yourself back. And
1: well, now you even have what Facebook Live, right? Yeah. So that's becoming really popular.
2: And Facebook Live is another – you know, like uh, video. It, it's it's a different way of using video. But yeah, they're, they're, it's and it's not going away. If anything, we're going to see more and more of it. And with uh, uh, I think on Happy Hour, there was they were, they they talked about a, a product that made real estate videos for you, some kind of like it was software or whatever. And you know, like so you
1: gave your opinion. I gave my
2: opinion. You know, <laughs> and I always give my opinion. I never sold it. That's I, awesome. I never sold anything on there, but I just said, yeah, it looks like shit. And. Um, <laughs> And they and they got really mad. <laughs> they got really <laughs> mad at me. And um awesome. and yeah, they they actually messaged me and stuff like that. And they asked if I want I, I left. And they asked if I wanted to come back in, the, but only if I wouldn't, you know, knock the product or whatever. Like that, you know, <laughs> it's like no, I can't. The product sucks. <laughs> I just made my opinion clear. Um, but well, you know, like software services that sort of take the magic or try to put magic into making videos, I'm usually not the biggest fan of. The best is just to go raw. And um uh the
1: real world stuff. Yeah, real world
2: exactly. Real world uh I what's much more important is concentrating on your message and what it is you're trying to communicate and understanding that the message is not about you. It's all about the person you're trying to communicate to. And that's where we go right back to Bob Berg's stuff it's not about selling it's about helping it's about servicing and 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 so when we start talking about uh, digitally whether it's facebook instagram or even just blogging or podcasts like this like in in this episode if i was if i was to sit here and just talk about how great of a real estate photographer i am and like you know oh yeah i i just got done speaking at the women's council of realtors i I, I, I wowed uh, 300 agents there and they loved all my stuff. And I just start talking about myself and talking about myself and talking about like all these things that I do and all this bullshit. That's not going to resonate with the person listening to it. The person listening is going to be like, it just yeah. sounds like an infomercial. There, exactly. And there's nothing in it for them. So it's always about who you're trying to communicate with.
1: You know, I'm looking at the sign that's right behind your head yeah. and it says, uh, work hard. and be nice to people and so that's so funny because if you were to walk up to my house right now right by my front door next to my plants is a sign that says it says work hard be nice yeah that's what it says so i was cracking up i was like oh we have the exact (laughs) same sign yeah like just being nice is a huge one one. yeah you
2: have a one (laughs) i have another one that says mexican but my girlfriend maybe take it down she says Uh, (laughs)
1: she
2: my girlfriend's uh, my biggest supporter but she'll always kind of tell me like yeah that's a you're going a little too far there you should probably take that one down and
1: well, I have a funny story. So my husband is Spanish. His parents were born in Spain, and uh, he last year we had a large brokerage. We had become part of a franchise as well, and we backed out of it. wasn't exit; it was sell state. But yeah. we backed out of that and just decided it wasn't a good fit for us, and and shut down that brokerage. And I wanted to do more of this. Well, my husband effectively semi-retired, and he has become a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Now, <laughs> I have had awesome. to filter my – we've been together 30 years. Yeah. We just had our 25th wedding anniversary, and I've had to filter him many times, especially when we're running the brokerage. Yeah. But now that he's not connected to the brokerage, it's like a free-for-all, so he can say whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> and he's doing this stand-up comedy, yeah. and it's hilarious because none of his stuff is, you know, PQ. Yeah. And so it can't be really even put on. I'm like, you can't tag me on that in Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And all of his stuff is so hilarious. And it, it, he has a, a Facebook page called Joey C. Okay, so you could go check oh, that out. But uh, I, he's no. become this stand-up comedian. So I'm cracking up when you said your girlfriend has to filter you because yeah. I've had filter Joe for mm-hmm. yeah she, a long time.
2: She's uh, she's really good at that because it actually when uh, when it comes to speaking. Um, and public speaking and going into an event and talking to realtors i don't care if it's like 10 realtors or 100 um you know it, it, there's a craft behind it and it's not it, it's not as easy it, it, it i know it could be it, it looks stressful for a lot of people and but it may not look like a hard work but to craft the right words And to not just repeat them off a piece of paper, but to have that message and then connect with the people that are sitting down, they're listening to you. And to keep them engaged for a certain period of time is an art. And like, so there's a lot of speakers that actually learn from comedians. Uh, on the on the art of performance and the art yes. uh, the, there there's there's a very specific art on uh, when it comes to business speaking and like training type speaking that's directly connected to comedy and and, and like uh, when it comes like to jokes and 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 how to lay in like the the uh, what do you call it the um uh, the the hooks uh, what do you call them
1: yes punchlines the
2: punchline yeah. punch stuff yes. like that we use comedy in, in speaking and um and, and and it's a fascinating subject to learn I think for a real estate agent Learning the art of performance when you're doing listing presentations and buyer presentations is a really useful skill. Uh,
1: it- well, it's interesting because um, have you ever seen that? I'm sure you've seen Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn yeah. Ross. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that? I love it. And in there, they talk about A-I-D-I, AIDA, yeah. which is attention, uh, interest. Decision and action, right? A I D I. And a friend of mine, Wellington Pendelo, has a company called The Career Compass. He does that, and he, well, he calls it insult comedy. So, a big part of his presentation and his whole two-day thing yeah. that he does. Is all about insulting the hell out of the real estate industry, yeah. industry and the agents as a whole. and But he's able to get away with it, right, because he does it all under the guise of comedy. So yeah. you can get away with a lot of stuff if you, like, throw it into a joke, yeah. depending on your audience, of course. Yeah,
2: and sometimes it can backfire on you, depending, like, actually, like – Oh, yeah. I teach um, – uh, I give a lot of classes to real estate investors uh, about how to market their listings and pre-market listings and stuff. And we, I did one a couple weeks back, and um, – it was on Facebook live they were kind of recording it so when I, especially with the real estate investors, I'm always drinking. If there's a, th- those are usually at nighttime, and so like they're, they, 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 they're, it's the only they're,
1: way you can get through yeah, it, yeah. right? Well, so you got to drink. No.
2: well, you have a drink, but, but usually, like in a in a real estate investor group, the RIAs, they're all over the country, and when you go to one of those groups, uh, you'll have a bunch of real estate investors, and they usually get together at nighttime. Um, they have it usually at some kind of bar, or restaurant, or whatever, some place that gives them good, cheap space to gather mm-hmm. in and talk and everything. So it's like part social, part there's some kind of information there that's being shared. And um, I did one for this group of investors here in Chicago, and they're all Renatus guys or part of Renatus or whatever. And then they, um, they facebook live it. And in my presentation, we to, to establish a baseline of what not to do. Uh, like, so so, so like when the best way for me to train agents or investors, how to do better marketing is to establish a baseline that this is what you don't want to do. So if this is what you don't want to do, then here's what you do want to be doing, you know, to give that pathway. And so when I do that, you know, we got to talk about the bad practices of bad real estate agents. Doesn't mean there's all, doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean <laughs> that all real estate agents are bad, but um, I believe that, and this is something that came up in the Bill Crane interview, which I, I really, I love that conversation about um, what does NAR stand for? Uh, what does Realtor stand for? Um, and what is the value associated with it? And um, so I give a presentation, and we're talking about bad real estate agents, and when we're talking about listings marketing, there's a lot of examples of bad things being done or things that I believe could be done better. By real estate exactly. agents and how we market listings. So like when you see a picture of a bathroom with the toilet seat up and like yeah. you know <laughs> like rule toilet, number one right right the toilet paper. Like, like, why
1: do people always take pictures of a, like those teeny tiny bathrooms like you go yeah. into a stamp house and the bathrooms like you know three feet by five feet? It's like mm-hmm. all you see is the toilet. Like what?
2: It, do you it's just want to prove
1: uh, that there's a bathroom right. or what?
2: Powder rooms are are one of those things where you don't need that. Not every powder room deserves to be photographed. Uh, exactly. No matter how bad you may want to, but you know, I, I was, uh, my mom's searching for a house right now and we're, we're actually, uh, we're going out tonight again to go find her a new home. And, um, does she have a good the, agent? Huh?
1: Does She have a good agent?
2: has, <laughs> she, she's using my girlfriend. <laughs> I, I remember like, I, I, I don't even have a license anymore. I don't, I do, oh, there you go. I do just the mark. I'm all marketing. And then I do that purposely cause I don't want any of my clients here in Chicago to think I'm going to try to steal a listing from them or okay. or try to compete against them against listings. So the um uh so we're one of the pictures for one of the houses that we saw and this was on Zillow the front picture of the house was the foyer of the house from the inside with the door wide open. So like <laughs> I, that was the front picture. That was like the marketing picture, like the, the front, main pi- picture. the main picture, the one that you see when you're deciding you house to see and stuff. And, and we see stuff like that all the time. So like when we talk about listings, marketing or social media marketing, I, I like to use the examples of what's being done incorrectly and try to use that as that. Here's the baseline. Here's the threshold. This is what you should not be doing. This is why I should, this is why you shouldn't be doing it and all this kind of stuff. But that's the threshold. Then on Facebook live, there's an agent there that, Took it totally wrong. I'm using comedy, so when you use comedy, you're using some satire is mixed in there and everything else. Exactly. And um, so, yeah, if you were and and she took it totally the wrong way, and she actually emailed out like a whole bunch of agents saying that I'm horrible and hate real estate <laughs> agents and all this stuff. You know, hey, bad press. Any
1: press is good press, yeah. right? Mm-hmm, right.
2: But like uh, this is this could be a good segue here or a sideways thing. Um, this week on Modern Family, uh, the National Association of Realtors oh, did yeah. a promotion. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea how much they paid for it. I'm pretty sure they paid for it, but it was great. It's a great bit. If you watch, did you see it? It
1: was. I did. It's hilarious. Uh, it's to- I love Modern Family yeah. anyway, but that
2: was awesome. Totally. Totally.
1: He's t- like, what? Is-? He's a realtor. Not sure what that means. Yeah. But- the,
2: you know, he's like, <laughs> no. The, the the lady goes, are what are you? Some kind of real estate agent? And then and then <laughs> Sophia Vergata's like, No, he's not a real estate agent. He's a realtor and it makes a difference for some reason. <laughs> something like that. And, and it's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it's a great bit of comedy and there's satire in there because um you know the, the uh the And that's gone
1: viral. You yeah, know, it, that it's video great. Viral.
2: It's yeah. great. And um but it, it, it addresses one big question the big question our industry faces now is that uh, whether we're talking about social media marketing or listings marketing all this stuff there isn't a set set of standards out there there's a lot of agents out there that aren't really sure if they're doing all these things correctly or incorrectly uh, there's a lot of gurus that are showing them to do it this way and a lot of times when the gurus are shown to do it this way they have a product tied to it you know it could be software or something else but the what it means to be a realtor and what that stands for, the only way to give it value, you could do you could do product placements and uh, stuff like that. Every industry does it: uh, pork, milk. <laughs> there's like all these Pepsi, you know, Pepsi yeah. Uh, the political campaigns; those are all uh, those are all industry messages that are being broadcast out. So that's cool they're doing that. But the best way to reiterate to the public at large that there's that that working with a realtor has value is to actually deliver value with that. And then, so, so the perfect. so the question becomes like, how do we deliver value to buyers and to sellers? And uh, that can only come through set sets of practices and standards. Mm-hmm. Like we have the Realtor Code of Ethics and that's beautiful and everything else and important. But when it comes to set practices on how we help buyers and how we list and market homes, that's kind of like the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can sell a house without professional photography you can sell a house without a virtual tour absolutely if it's priced right it will sell but what does that say about that real estate agent and then in a bigger context about the 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 the, the whole of the real estate industry if you know like sellers they may not know exactly how a house needs to get marketed but you know that when they see iPhone photo photos of a house and they're looking at houses And they see these horrible pictures and they can't tell if that's a bedroom or a closet or whatever, you know, like, you know, they, they ask themselves and then they see one house that, that has professional photography. They all say like, why don't they all put nice pictures up? I don't understand it. They don't get it. And, and all that does that, that kind of all adds to the collective uh, thing, the mindset that consumers, consumers have and how they look at what a real estate agent is and what kind of value they bring to the table.
1: So in some of the stuff that you teach, are you, you said you're teaching kind of what not to do, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to show examples of what not to do. And I guess that agents have to want to do that because I also see, like, I don't understand that either. Why do they not take the time? Is it, is it lack of skill? Is it laziness? Is it like, what is it that's keeping, like, why are agents taking pictures of the bathroom? (laughs)
2: there's I I, I don't I think that you in real estate it's weird because we're all entrepreneurs every real estate's an entrepreneur but it I don't think all real estate agents look at themselves as being an entrepreneur when you're an entrepreneur you're out there trying to create the best possible service or the best possible product to compete in the marketplace so uh, I we just talked about earlier how I like tacos yeah. So I can go to 26th Street here in Chicago it is an all-Mexican neighborhood. It's got this – it's like a five-mile long street of Mexican bars and tiendas and places that sell bread, Mexican bread. And
1: well, I'm going to have to come yeah. to Chicago. <laughs>
2: it's a, it's a cool, cool area. It's like little Mexico. And on that block, you've got about 20 Mexican restaurants. And of those 20 Mexican restaurants, there's only about five of them that are – always packed. They're packed for breakfast, they're packed for lunch, they're packed for dinner. They're always, always packed. And you have a bunch of other ones on there that are small, and people will come in there but they don't have lines, they don't have weights, they don't have anything like that. And this is what you see happen in business in any kind of industry you talk so about. True. But we have the best taquerias are the ones that produce the best fucking tacos. Yes. And, and they go, The
1: street tacos.
2: Yeah. And, and people go back. And when they when it's dinner time and you know there's a Mexican family in the neighborhood and they're saying where are we gonna eat tonight they start talking about well we could go to Kamali's or we can go to this one or we go to this one they're good yeah we'll go to that one but they know which ones are the good ones and those are the ones that they go back to and they yeah, they, and they they go there because they know what the quality of the product is and they're willing to put their money there and spend their money there and be and be faithful and loyal to that brand and that company. And when it comes to real estate, you know, that that kind of entrepreneur mindset, that's what I usually that's what I don't see so much. I see a lot of agents that are focused on how do I get leads? Okay, so like, how do I get more listings? How do I get more buyers? Usually it's listings, but how do I get more listings? And the best way to get more listings is not about coming up with a better, uh, you know, all the scripts for expireds, for FISBOs. All that bullshit, you know, like uh, there, it's a same old script, a little tweaked here and a little tweaked yeah. there, a little updated and whatever. But all of those scripts are all based upon trying to convince somebody to work with you. And yeah. if you go with a Bob Berg type approach or a Seth, Seth Godin or um, uh, uh, or like one of these other guys, um, it's much better to lead with value and build your business around offering value. So when it comes to listings marketing, the best way to the first the first part to start with is create the best possible listings marketing plan that you're that you can have for a seller. That's what sellers right now, they want to know you're going to work hard to get that listing sold. And one of the best ways to show them how much you're working is and they want it is to show it being marketed. Show that you're doing your job of trying to sell it because you cannot sell it without marketing it. So they want to see that, they want to see that happen. They can see their own listings now on Zillow and Trulia and everything else. So you you have to have that plan of action And and I believe that's where you start. You create the best possible system so that you can create an experience for that homeowner. And when you can create an experience for them that's how they know that you are the person, you are the expert, you're the authority, you are the guru, you're the person they want to be working with when you provide a level of service and a plan to actually market that house so that you have to be able to kind of foretell the future a little bit with how this deal is going to go down. There's going to be some deals go south, some deals go west, they, you know, all this kind of stuff happens, but they need the guiding light. They need the North Star. They need to know that there's a captain of the ship that's taking them down this road. It can't just be like, "Well, we haven't had any showings in ten days, so I need a price drop of five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars." They want something more than just that. You know, they 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 need they need a system behind it.
1: Well, you know, it's so interesting because what I love that you said is that, you know, I think a lot of agents get focused on, "I just need more leads, I need more leads, I need more leads." Like leads is not your problem, yeah. right? Because I could come to your office right now and drop a thousand leads on your desk, and you might end up with one or two great clients out of it and burn through the rest, like leads yeah. is not the problem yeah. so it 's really taking the time to focus on the quality and the value you 're giving, like you said, like right. focus on just doing a better job yeah. and that will attract yeah. all the business that you need
2: exactly that, that 's how you build a business and that's long term that 's a long term approach. It's not – you know, you can't just start adding value and then tomorrow you're going to have – your door is going to be busting down with people that want to buy and sell with you. It's very much a long-term approach.
1: Well, I think what you were also saying too is that when you get into the real estate business, you have just signed up to be an entrepreneur. Like you've made that decision that you're self-employed, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you're so right in that I think a big mistake is most agents don't see themselves that way. They see it as another job. They left the job so that they could have freedom and flexibility, not realizing that if they don't really pay attention, they're going to fall by the wayside like so many do.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, like my girlfriend, she's a Remax agent and she's a great agent and um, she still calls her manager broker her boss. You know, like, right. like she kinda has that you now, she's completely dependent. She does the entrepreneur thing, but like I said, there there still is that. I think the other thing too that's our industry what and this is something like I listened to that Bill Crane interview and I really loved it. Um and you guys kinda touched on this a little bit on it, was that our industry is going through what we call disruption right now. So how leads were generated twenty years ago is far different than how they're generated today. Uh let me explain. Twenty years ago, uh, you know a real estate office was the central hub for lead generation prior to the internet. It was the phone book, location, and signage and print is how you got leads, you know, like, uh, would print every city had a real estate section and being in that and being in there somewhere in there was important. It was gold taking out ads and stuff like that. That's, that's what, that was part of the strategy, but not everyone could afford to do that. That was some of the most expensive type of advertising there was. Then it was retail brick and mortar locations being, if you were in like, what, what town are you at? You're in Northern California.
1: Yeah, we're outside of Sacramento. I'm actually in Roseville, oh, California. Oh, yeah.
2: Roseville is awesome. So, like in yeah. Roseville, there's a there's a central district there, you know. And then, yeah. so like, uh, you know, uh, you know, you would want a primary retail location somewhere in central Roseville, there, you know, that like uh, somewhere where not PlayCar is at, because the PlayCar is kind of hidden, like a neighborhood. the The yeah. offices there, you'd want to be somewhere where the grocery stores and everything else is at. That retail location was huge because people would walk into them. They would drive up to them. Uh, when, they, when you wanted to move, you lived in Roseville you wanted to move, you showed up at the local uh, C21 or Remax or Cobalt Banker or whatever. That's where you went. And if you didn't drive up to one, then you opened up a big yellow book and you looked for the real estate company that had the biggest ad in the phone book and you called them. And then you called in and then at a lot of the brick and mortars, they had call, like almost like call centers. They had phone systems because <laughs> phone well, calls, Floor time. Floor, Back in
1: the old days, yeah. it was floor time, right? Oh, yeah.
2: Floor time was huge. Floor time was the way you, <laughs> you got rich, you know? <laughs> That's
1: how you got business. That's how
2: you yeah. got business off floor time. So people, agents would fight over good floor time. The best, only the best agents were allowed to take those prime, those peak hours for it and stuff. And when you were starting out, you got the shitty, uh, you know, non-peak hours and stuff. And exactly. you had to work yourself into there. but. We came from a place where it was the brokerage that created the leads. The brokerage was the hub for lead generation. Now we fast forward to today and we have the internet and high-speed internet connections, our ability to communicate the way we are right now. And now that has dismantled the whole sales funnel with how buyers and sellers find and buy properties. And that's what changes the role of the real estate agent. It changes the role of the real estate brokerage in the whole the whole thing it's all upside down, and it 's not just real estate. You can go to any other industry that's been disrupted uh, uh you go okay let like go to Uber um, When I went to San Diego two weeks ago for the social media convention, I took my first Uber because I live in the suburbs of Chicago. I hate fucking going downtown, so like i never <laughs> I, I have a nice truck I like to drive around and i don't I don't have to take cabs. but I went yeah. down to San Diego, I stayed in little Italy. I wanted to kind of – I didn't want to – I wanted to go somewhere different. I never kind of hung out yeah, in Little Italy. Yeah, I love that area. So I, I love
1: San Diego anyway. But. Yeah, San Diego
2: was awesome. So I stayed in Little Italy, and that's not close to the convention center. So some days I walked it. I, I enjoyed the walk there, and then, uh, but some days I didn't have the time. So instead of taking a cab, I decided to try Uber, and I tried out the first time, and – the experience was, was solid. I loved it. I, oh, I, so I set the app up on my phone, connected my credit card to it. Within about five minutes, I ordered up a car, and I was at the convention center. The car was clean. The driver was nice. They had cool music playing. Everything was totally cool. And then I didn't need any cash. Everything just does go right there on your phone.
1: Exactly. And so yeah, it's fantastic.
2: You got a good experience out of it, and that's why Uber's winning when it comes to the whole world of taxis and rides and all that kind of stuff. And in real estate, that's what we're going through right now. Um, the the buyer, of a let's say you have a buyer of a home, the buyer can get all the information they need now. Online without the help of a real estate agent. Now, this is all the preliminary information they need to make the decision on whether they're going to buy or not. And that means school information, price information, closings information, pictures, uh, everything they need to, to, to make that internal decision. After that, there, there's more technical things they need help on. You know, They need help with negotiating. They need help through the whole process because it's very complex and it goes up and down and cumbersome. It's very stressful. For, for real estate agents, it's not stressful because that's what they do. So that's what the those are those are the different kind of things they're looking for. And that means that they don't need you to sell them. Like they they don't need you, you to take them to a townhouse or a single family and say, oh my God, look at these beautiful countertops. Look at this beautiful hardwood floor. This is really in style right now. They don't want that unless they ask for your opinion. Unless they unless they value your opinion that much in style or trends or whatever, then they want to know about that kind of stuff. But before, that's what agents used to do, and they don't need that anymore. They don't want that. What they wanted is to buy a good deal, and they want to get through the process as stress free as possible. Because nobody has any time to waste. No one has any time to be stressed out about anything. Because we're all running on twenty four seven. We're all connected twenty four seven, and we're moving fast. We want things to be easy and convenient, and that's where and and in real estate, this. Period of disruption that we're going through right now is very unique because we are in the middle of it. We may not, as a real estate agent or me being a guru in it, we don't see all the changes taking p- place exactly as they are. We are like, um, do you remember the movie Twister? Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember, remember fucking in the end of the movie? They're like, <laughs> there's like this big tornado. What was that guy's name? It was, um, uh, uh it was I'm Helen Hunt, Helen Hunt, and uh, the other guy. Uh, I can see his
1: face. <laughs> yeah, I Can't remember his name right now. They're
2: like they're in Kansas somewhere, and this t- huge tornado, <laughs> like literally, golf, engulfs them. They're in it, okay? But. Somehow he straps himself to a water pipe with Helen Hunt, and he's like, hold on to me. <laughs> and then and then, and then, like, then they, they, the, the tornado doesn't swallow them up. But for like 10 seconds, they're in the middle of the tornado. And as they're in the middle of the tornado, everything's going crazy around. There's a cow flying and cars and houses and everything else. But, yeah. but there's like this calmness right in the middle of it. And that's exactly where we're at today. We, um, uh, w- what's going to happen is that consumers – Want more direct information, and they're getting it, but they're getting it from places that are not real estate agents. They're not they're not places controlled by real estate agents or anyone affiliated with real estate agents. They're controlled by Zillow and Trulia and some of the other companies, even Realtor. dot com for that matter. And what's happening is that if we have a uh, in disruption. Disruption happens because technology changes the way people buy and sell things and get their information. And when it all settles out, like what's happening with Uber right now, you'll see a part where people will start making choices, people will make choices about they'll only take cabs when they have to because the law says they have to. Like when I was in San Diego, I only took a cab from the airport to the hotel because I had to. Yeah. Okay? And, and then and then, after that though I, and I, count, I, t- I counted how much I spent, I spent one hundred and thirty six dollars on Uber rides that whole trip, and that was money I would have normally given to the cabs to cabbies I would have gone to the cab industry now it 's going to Uber Uber gets twenty percent of that, and the driver gets the rest but it 's direct and it 's an experience so in real estate. We have to be focused more on how do we deliver more value? How do we deliver experiences to our buyers and sellers? That's how, you, that, that's how you maintain not having your commission cut. And that's how you maintain people looking at realtors as like there's a real value add here for me working with a realtor. When you, sign, when you go take an Uber ride, you know exactly what you're going to expect. You're going to get a clean car. You're going to get quick service, a really cool app, and it's painless and seamless and it's convenient. And so like what Gary Vaynerchuk likes to say is that Uber isn't selling rides. Uber is selling time and convenience. And that goes a long way in this crazy world we all live in today. So so right now, a buyer goes to Zillow, goes to Trulia, goes to Yahoo Homes, all of which are controlled by Zillow. And if they don't go to one of those three, that's number one, two, and three, then they go to realtor.com. Now, just to give you a comparison. If you were to add up the, all the, the 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 Google stats on how many individual hits per month each one of those sites right. get, uh, uh, you go to uh, Zillow, Trulia, and Yahoo Homes. That's number one, two, and three. Total, it's like set, I got it on my website. It's like 74 million individual hits per month that go to their websites. Right. Now, if you go to the next one, number four is realtor.com, that's 18 million hits per month, which is still a I mean, me and you would kill for 18 million hits exactly. per month on our websites, but uh, Realtor.com. Comparative. Yeah, com- comparatively, that's David and Goliath, right. and 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 Realtor.com is really not on the side of the real estate agent once you understand how it operates as a business and how it generates money. Um, It's even though it has the realtor name on there, it's not run by the National Association of Realtors. They're licensed to use that name. So, the um, uh, and then when you once you go to homes.com number five, they're like at five million hits. And really, what happens today is that the 95% of the total traffic online occurs within the top 10 to 11 real estate search websites. After number 11, which is like Zip Realty, then it starts to really drop off. And what happens is that people only go to page one on Google. When they 're searching, they go to page one. so right now, Zillow dominates that because and this is, this is where the, this is where the, where the National Association of Realtors is not going in the right direction and the MLss and the brokerages and everything else we're giving you're giving all your listings to Zillow, and then Zillow is a web company they 're not a real estate company. They understand how to run a web company. Zillow, the people that run Zillow are all from Microsoft. They're based out of Seattle, and they're all Microsoft execs. They understand the business of building a business on a website and disrupting an industry. What they're focused on is they want to be the person that is first there. So in order to become first on Google, you have to have the most relevant website for whatever The subject matter is, and the subject matter for a buyer today is they type into Google or Bing, they type in homes for sale in Roseville, California, homes for sale in Naperville, Illinois. They put, that's how they search. And when they do that, Zillow has taken all of your listing data from the time that they were created, and it's put it up on its website. And what it has are masses and masses of servers and those servers contain all the data to your listings past active everything from the time they've been collecting it and what Google and Bing see is that when someone types in the search phrase homes for sale in Roseville California they look at Google Google will always pop up number one two or three because they see, wow, that website has the information that that person is going to be searching for. And that's what Google looks for. They look for what website has the best possible information to answer the search query in which somebody is typing in there. And so Zillow, Realtor.com, Trulia, those all, all these are all the ones that pop up on page one. But what happens is that, just like with everything else you do in life, you don't really go past page two. Exactly. And what if the only way to counteract, disruption taking place is for the real estate industry, the whole industry, realtors, brokerages, the MLSs, and NAR itself, to take the MLS, all the MLSs, turn them around, make them public-facing, and then create one national MLS. Yeah. That is the only... Such
1: a fight over that. I mean, even statewide, it's just a fight. Like, for example, where I live in Roseville, I'm in Placer County, mm-hmm. and we have mm-hmm. Metrolist here, and Metrolist covers probably 12 or 14 counties. But then right outside of us, literally 30 minutes from where I live, we have Sutter Yuba. Yep. They have their own MLS. And then we have Nevada, which has their own MLS. And they all are like trying to, they, they don't want to work together. Yeah. Now, it's like so why, ridiculous. Now,
2: now, this is the question that every agent should be asking. Why? Exactly. And when you find out the answer to that, that should really make every real estate agent that's part of each one of those associations should make you angry. And that is because the truth is that every one of the MLSs has an executive board and they have a hierarchy and the members of that executive board get highly paid. Those are cush jobs and they don't like disruption. They like the way the system works right now because they have a captive audience. You, the real yeah. estate agent, is paying for them to be in those jobs. You're paying for the MLS.
1: It's kind of almost like a monopoly, right? It, like, I mean, mini, that's mini that's where the dilemma yeah. is happening. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's a bunch of mini. It's like a
1: little mini monopoly.
2: Um, and, mini monopolies in every one of these geographical areas where you, know, where you have listings and there's MLS. And then, um, and, and for anyone listening, if you don't believe me and think I'm totally full of taco juice and everything else, then,
1: <laughs> <Those> it, sec- <laughs> those
2: like, then all you got to do is go to read the danger report and just go to dangerreport.com. And that was a study conducted by a third party san- sanctioned by the National Association of Realtors. And they broke it all down last year. And they, uh, they analyze what's what, what are the challenges that the industry faces and what is the way to go forward? And they broke it down by agent, by brokerage, MLS, associations, regional and national, and NAR itself, and, if you, and they made it really simple, and they made it really consumable. I mean, it's a super easy read, and it, it, it doesn't paint a very pretty picture, but it, it, it outlines everything that's happening to everything happening right now and wow. and so like you know, when i usually when when you have this conversation with real estate agents they say well if we put the mls public buyers agents won't be able to represent buyers anymore because they can just contact the agent but that kind of that kind of mentality doesn't
1: that's a fear mentality that's, a fear, that's yeah. not yeah it's and, not coming from you. and
2: but it make but also it's not based on any kind of rational sense because what's happening right now is that you're taking your listing data and you're keeping it private on the mls but then you're giving it to all these other portals and then what happens is that buyers are finding their properties first on these other portals and anyone that's working with buyers today has buyers that doesn't really look at their mls listings they just go to they they usually have one platform they like that they choose, yep. and then they go back to those platforms, and then that's where they do the search, and then they say to the realtor, "Okay, I found these properties on Zillow. Can you see if these are active?" Then the realtor goes, "Oh fuck!" Like you know, you don't because exactly. like three of them are going to be already closed and under contract and all this other stuff. You know, and it's a pain in the ass, but it's because the consumer now is in control of the search, and once the consumer, you know, having a better, more informed consumer is a good thing. That's
1: Totally. I mean, I go back to when I first started in real estate all those years ago. I mean, now I'm aging myself, but we didn't actually have the online MLS, right? And people thought, oh, my goodness, when they get the MLS, they're not going to need us anymore. Well, I'm still here 23 years later. So clearly, you know, just giving them access to the MLS wasn't enough to eliminate the industry.
2: It it was okay. It, it worked okay up to about 2008, and then um and, and you know if we didn't have the real estate crash i think zillow and trulio would be much further along in their advancement of what they really what what's really going to end up happening zillow has an app zillow is a public company now and they have investors they have uh, they have numbers they got to meet every quarter now and they aren't they're not slowing down even though right now they say that they don't want to be in the real estate business, that will change because right, right now the, the, the strategy – if you don't believe me, you, all you got to do is go to Zillow and go to their industry section on their website where they talk – they put out videos and they put out press releases to their investors on how they plan to make more money. <laughs> and, and, and how they plan to beat their quarterly, you know, big public companies use these quarterly things where they gotta, right. they gotta beat the whatever the Wall Street says and stuff. And they say we are going to earn more money by doubling the fees of our agent advertising partners. They call them, they call real estate agents that advertise their advertising partners, because because um, you're paying for zip code leads off of there. Right. Uh, that's advertising for them, and that's how they get all their revenue. So. Right now they're going through a phase where they are they're over they're they're pretty much overselling every zip code there is. The way to find out if your zip code's oversold if you're getting a Zillow call to buy advertising is you go to your web browser, take the zip code of the area that you're looking to buy, and then refresh the browser. 13, 12, 20, whatever times, and see how many... And, that, that, and every time you, you refresh the browser, you're going to get a couple different agents pull up on those zip codes because you, well, you got to pull up a listing first and don't pull up a feature listing. Pull up a listing that's getting sold and then and then count the agents. And for most zip codes today, you're going to see 10 to 14 agents on a zip code. That means that uh, when, uh, when they sell you impressions, if you have, let's say you got 25,000... Buy, buyer impression or whatever, just impressions on this zip code every month. Um, you're not going to get all 25,000 of those impressions. Those impressions yeah. are divided by 14 of those, of those, however many agents you find are already buying those ads. And then so what happens is that the way to get the callback off one of those ads is that has a buyer searching, they're clicking on a lot of different properties. So it's sort of like a Russian roulette. The property that they do find on there that they like Bam, they they click the thing. But though they may they're gonna look at several properties before they find a one. And when they do find a one, it just depends who pulls up. And that revolution. Right. Now, when they first started, they used to only sell that. Th- there maybe only be three, four agents per zip code. But now, when you got that many, up to fourteen agents in some cases, it you know the 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 effectiveness of that ad, that placement goes down. It's diluted down much much more. Now there are there's no doubt it works for some agents. I I know some agents where they they're rocking. They're crushing, crushing it, on, and on Zilla, yeah. It. And then there's other agents it just doesn't work for them. It's sort of like just one of those things there's no it's like uh, it's part art and part science and part mad chemistry and on how that on how well, that works.
1: The funny thing is is, so I did some Zillow advertising for a while for my team, and then I backed off of it. Mm-hmm. I swear i 've gotten more leads now that i 'm not even spending any money with Zillow than I did during the time I was spending uh, money with Zillow, and it 's not even in a zip code that I paid for
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: i like i don 't understand it it 's not even in a zip code I paid for, yeah. and so i I have no idea other than you know my profile looks good or something yeah. but it's pretty funny how that works.
2: It, it, it is. There's a little, there's a, there's a mad chemistry type of blend. Um, I've had some agents where we've, um, you know, it all starts with your profile first. So it's your, mm-hmm. it's your profile picture, it's the, your name, it is the how many reviews you got, uh, how many close transactions you got recorded, and uh, what you say in your profile, do you have a video or not I have a video on there. But that's just the first part. That's the part to attract the attention. And then after that, it's just sort of – like I so said, I've had some agents in the same zip code, and one agent will do awesome in it, and the other agent doesn't. And they're both good agents. They have good follow-up. They call back quickly and all that kind of stuff. Um, so like right now, you have Zillow also offering the uh, concierge service, and uh, on there, you got to spend up to $500. bucks. You know, they're just adding a value add to try to get you to pay that extra money. They're trying yeah. to get agents to f- form teams. And, uh, and this is part of the thing that happened with Keller Williams where they were talking about this whole team thing at their last convention and the Zillow thing. And, um, you know, Zillow wants you to form teams really not because it's going to help your business. They're doing it because they, they feel like, well, if you can get two realtors to combine their funds together, they can buy more advertising. Exactly. And, then, and then obviously they, they're, they're pushing, they're still pushing, you know, getting your mortgage broker to pay for half of it. And stuff like that. So they're, they're going to continue squeezing money out of the real estate agent and continue to sell that advertising for that one single zip code in your area over and over and over again until they can't squeeze any more out of it. And when they can't squeeze any more out of it, then the next step is to start to get into the lead generation business, which means like they are in a lead generation business, but only on a very limited front because uh, they're just pretty much you're – you're, you're, they're just giving them out. Where, where, they're, where they're going to go to is where they will control the, – the, the calls will come into some type of a call center or some type of a designated agent like on Redfin that's dedicated to Zillow. Yeah. And then from there, they'll qualify to lead, and then they'll sell that lead. And then whether it's going to be like a 20% referral fee or a 30% referral fee, that's where the growth is going to come, and that's where they're headed towards right now. And the only way to do that, the only way that, or not the only way to combat that, the only way to take that on for the real estate industry is going to be part one, make the MLS public. And then part two, start to create a great experience for consumers online. And then part three, you're going to have to rip all your listings out of Zillow, but not until you have an alternative. And you're offering right. the general public something very awesome and very awesome for for them to to reach out on, and it's a long term thing
1: and I'll be honest, I don't see that happening only because I think there's too many chiefs, not enough Indians, right? So there's just too many
2: it can't it can absolutely happen. It's just that the real estate community right now, these are the discussions that aren't taking place. Yeah, and it 's so true, and, and these are the, the the kind of talks that every agent needs to be more informed on you The agent controls who 's at the leadership, okay you can oust those guys, and that 's what needs to happen and Then we need to have conversations and then some and a new set of leaders that can chart a path forward and The reason why I get like all wired up about this is because you know the the career of a real estate agent is a very unique career of all of them so like i 'm going to use my girlfriend for an example she 's got her story is very uh, familiar, I think, with a lot of women real estate agents. She was a single mom, she was a flight attendant, and I think on the side she like worked at a golf course, like working the bar or something like that, you know. So like, you know, she had two kids, raising up two kids and just doing the whole hustle single mom thing. Total she's total hardcore Italian chick and just like bust her ass. So and she's got a great bubbly personality and a remax agent. Who she was friends with, he had a music store, and before he became a real estate agent, and she bought a set of drums for her kid from this dude at his music store, and they became friends. I think that she he gave her a deal on a set of drums or something like that. But they became friends, and she was always thankful for that. And then when he somehow he decided to become a real estate agent, and he started killing it, and then he started you know talk when he you know, he he told her like you would be a great real estate agent. You got the personality, you got the hustle, and all this stuff. So she got her license. She, she tried it out and it was her tough grit and her personality and you know all that kind of I'm stuff i'm sure it's
1: cuz she's italian i'm half italian
2: she's half too <laughs> that, that and she hustles and stuff and she so she's got the right personality people attract to her and stuff and then um but she made a career out of it and with that career she was able to raise two kids she's got her her daughter is going to college and has a full ride uh, at, at a really prestigious college or, you know, she's getting she, she's, her, she's paying for her, co- her daughter's college so that her daughter right. can like, graduate without any school debt which is fucking phenomenal and, is. and all because she, she got into real estate and it, real estate gave her the opportunity to meet to, to, to take care of her family to exactly. uh, achieve career goals that she never thought was possible and it's done that for so many men and women for so long
1: Myself included.
2: And so that is at danger right now from being replicated by more and more people. So, And it's not because there's a lack of business out there. It's not because there's not enough buyers or sellers out there, but it's because we have – Leadership that doesn't understand that the world has fucking changed and gone upside down with how buyers yeah. and sellers want to buy properties. And if we don't change and adapt to the new realities of marketplace, then we're going to go the same way like the music industry, like uh, cabs are going, you know, and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, travel agents. You know, there's a whole bunch of people out there like industries that are yeah. vi- that, ha- that are you know that are that we can see that have been affected by disruption. And that's uh, if we don't take that on and that's what's going to happen so that's why like when i teach listings marketing when i teach a class on how to do social media and we say here's what not to do or here's how not to market a house it's not because i fucking because i think i'm great or because i think my system is the best and i got software that you can buy or some shit. i don't have software so but you know (laughs) but it's because it's we have to set a set of standards And there has to be a way, every agent's an entrepreneur, and to be an entrepreneur today, you have to learn how to communicate what you have to offer to the marketplace. You have to learn how to deliver value to the marketplace, and you have to do that digitally, because everybody is online. We all are connected to our phones 24-7. We look at those phones every morning before we brush our teeth. I sit in bed with my girlfriend on my side and before we kiss, you know, I'm looking on my phone, looking at Facebook or email. You might want to that, change you know? that routine there
1: a little. <laughs> That's what we all do, you know, <laughs> it,
2: it is so it's true. totally, it's what we all do. We're all connected now. And so real estate is sort of kind of like one foot forward and one foot back. And, um, and so like my job, the way I look at it, so my job is to try to bring these issues up. And try to you know show what where the, where the path is, and hopefully try to inspire some real estate agents and some uh, managing brokers that like you know this industry needs a change, and those people the people that are in charge right now don't really know the path forward because if they did, they would be making hard choices about making change, and change is tough. Change is um, change. Uh, it's easy to talk about it's easy to uh to say we want change like you know we elected a president based on the idea of change and
1: uh
2: <laughs> and uh but actually changing is is very tough business and that takes guts and it takes and that's what leadership's all about and in order to get the real estate industry so that other men and women can have those same kind of opportunities that i was afforded me as being a real estate agent and so many other people like my girlfriend uh, you you have to preserve the industry, but the only way to pre- you can't preserve what has already existed. You have to create something new because everything around us has changed. Uh, so that, but that's the only way to do it, and and that's why. Well, I, and you know, and it starts by
1: having these kind of conversations, right? Like mm-hmm. this is, I think, what's so important, which is really why I created Real Estate Real World, because I want to talk about this stuff. Like, what can we do? Yeah. You know, like my conversation with Bill was fantastic, and. Um, we should all three, the three of us should get on and, and do a Blab or a Periscope <laughs> or something fun like that. Um, but this has been my longest podcast ever. We're going on like an hour and a half, so oh. we're going to we're gonna <laughs> have to wrap up here. <laughs> but, George, tell our listeners like how they could hear more about you or how they can get to know you and what you're doing. And like, Tell us a little bit about that so that we can wrap up today.
2: Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, my website's Agent Redefined. And, oh,
1: that's really simple. What's yeah. the where did I found you on your Facebook page though? Yeah. Something in margaritas.
2: And yeah, the, the my Facebook page is actually called the Margaritas and Real Estate Marketing Show, which is, my, oh, yeah. which is my podcast. And then just so okay. we just real quick on Facebook, when you create a Facebook fan page and you're gonna be marketing uh toward and you're gonna be using that for marketing purposes, um calling yourself like uh Jamie Jamie Jones, real estate agent, Chattanooga that's not gonna be a sexy enough name for a brand. Uh, to make for your, your 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 real estate page and like Agent redefines is the name of my company, is the name of my website, and I dig that name and all that stuff. But no one knows what the fuck that means if you see it to pull up exactly. on Facebook. So if I'm targeting, and this is what I do all the time, I target real estate agents to put my content in front of them on Facebook. And so I target real estate agents in California and Florida, whatever. But you know, no one knows what Agent Redefined is. But if it says the Margaritas and Real Estate Marketing Show, it aligns with my brand, and it aligns with what I offer. And it also kind of, you know, the kind of people I'm trying to attract are real estate agents that would say, Oh, what the heck is that? That looks kind of cool. I'll go check it out. And that's, and on Facebook, that's, that's basically what it is. You're, you're, you have to create something valuable. You're giving value and you've got to add your own, whatever it is that makes you, you and your business you. That's what you got to kind of interject into, into it. So, uh, the, yeah, that's valuable Facebook,
1: info.
2: Yeah. Marguerite so Marguerite is in a real estate marketing show.
1: And so that's the name of your podcast? Yeah, Margaritas and Mar- Okay. So yeah. we'll look that up. Yep. And hey, we'll have to do this part two on your show.
2: Yeah, I'll have to bring you on. I'm going out to San Diego uh, in another Brent. month for uh, another Facebook. I'm going there for like a. There's a really cool, if anyone. Well, I don't know how much. I don't know how many spots I have on it, but it's. Uh, this is going to be Rick Mulready and James Wetmore. James Wetmore is a YouTube dude. He teaches hardcore, just using YouTube and real good, awesome YouTube strategies. No fluff, no bullshit, just real good stuff. I, I've got, I've learned a lot from him. And Rick,
1: when's that event? That it's one's in San Diego? on
2: June. I think it's like June fourth and fifth. It's like a Friday, Saturday uh, thing, and it's in San Diego. I'm coming down for that. Um, that's going to be really good. And Amy Porterfield, who's another good Facebook.
1: Chair. Oh yeah, I love Amy. Uh, I met her when I was, I met her in 2010 when I was in Marie Forleo's coaching. Oh, we that? And um, I'm so, also in her webinars that convert. I'm in her in her um, yeah. workshop. I love Amy. She's, she's got, awesome.
2: She's got great content. And then so it's I think it's Amy Porterfield, Rick Mulready, um, Pat Flynn, and
1: oh I love Pat Flyn. and too.
2: James Wetmore. And, and it's a pay, that one's a paid event. So I'm 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 gonna pay the ticket to go there. I'm not promoting it like to make money off or anything like that. But um, yeah, maybe when I come down, I'll uh, I'll drive up.
1: Well, I'm and, a, I'm about eight hours from San Diego. Yeah, and, so I'm a bit far, <laughs> but you are welcome to come to my neck of the woods. But good. I'm gonna hey. check into that and see if I can get to that event, and maybe we can connect. Yeah,
2: yeah. because whenever I come, whenever we do a um, uh, a podcast episode, we do it with margaritas.
1: Well, for sure, and we have to do that. Are you going to be coming out to Inman in August?
2: No, I'm not coming out to Inman in August. Um, I was thinking about it, but but no, I probably won't make it there.
1: there. I'm only a couple hours from there.
2: Yeah, yeah, really close.
1: Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. I want to thank you so much. And I'm definitely looking forward to doing a podcast with you and Margaritas, maybe two or three in it. It'd get really creative.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for having me on the show. This has been pretty thank fun. Thank you
1: so much. I hope and I hope we'll I didn't get this... to
2: much. Or oh, too no. Much. You're
1: awesome. Yeah. This was fantastic. So thank you so much for being a guest today on Real Estate Real World. And I look forward to meeting you in person <laughs> and talking to you soon. All thank right. you so much. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, pop on over to www realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening and go out there. Be a part of the elite masterclass in raising the bar on the real estate industry.